0: good morning everyone and welcome to our course in miracles daily reading conference call we read from the text of course in miracles original edition published by our dear friends at the course in miracles society you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition you'll see the link to read a course in miracles oe also at that drop down or at that website there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can subscribe for a daily excellent email, including both the lesson of the day as well as the text that we read every day. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday to Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream, with Section 3, The Fear of Healing. The Fear of Healing we're also mindful of our lesson today mm, the hush of heaven holds my heart today the hush of heaven holds my heart today and I'd love to share this poem from Ruby is morning, just to set to set our space it's called one 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 the lamps are different but the light capitalized is the same so many garish lamps in the dying brains lamp shop forget about them concentrate on essence concentrate on the light in lucid bliss calmly smoking off its own holy fire the light streams toward you from all things All people, all possible permutations of good, evil, thought, passion. The lamps are different, but the light is the same. One matter, one energy, one light, one light mind, endlessly emanating all things. One turning and burning diamond, one One, one, ground yourself, strip yourself down to blind, loving silence. Stay there until you see you are gazing at the light with its own ageless eyes. The hush of heaven holds my heart today. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Oh, well, it's good. Thank you. Perfect. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
2: Beautiful. Right.
0: Thank you, guys. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I right. do so love that poem. Sorry? Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. Oh, it was the last minute. Course correction. <laughs> so I'm surprised, too. All right. Here's our reading list this morning. We have Fran, Jennifer, Robin Marie, and Lana joined in listening this morning by Judy. And who else has come along since we started here? And would like to say good morning and be on the reading list.
2: Morning, it's Sandra. I can read.
0: Oh, great. Thanks, Sandra. Let's see. Hmm. I lost my screen for a minute give me one second please just a teeny tiny little fix there we go okay and that would be us so let's go ahead and get underway thanks everyone Here we are again in Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream, with Section 3, The Fear of Healing, starting today with Paragraph 13. Is healing frightening? To many, yes. For accusation is a bar to love, and damaged bodies are accusers. They stand firmly in the way of trust and peace. Proclaiming the frail can have no trust, and that the damaged have no grounds for peace. Who has been injured by his brother, and could love and trust him still. He has attacked, and will attack again. Protect him not, because your damaged body shows that you must be protected from him. To forgive may be an act of charity, but not his due he may be pitied for his guilt, but not exonerated. And if you forgive him his transgressions, you but add to all the guilt that he has already earned. Uh, Fran. Chapter 27, The Body and the Dream, Section 3, The Fear of Healing, Paragraph 13. Is healing frightening? To many, yes. For accusation is a bar to love and damaged bodies are accusers. They stand firmly in the way of trust and peace, proclaiming that the frail can have no trust and that the damaged have no grounds for peace. Who has been injured by his brother and could love and trust him? Still, he has attacked and will attack again. Protect him not because your damaged body shows that you must be protected from him. To forgive may be an act of charity, but not his due. He may be pitied for his guilt, but not exonerated. And if you forgive him his transgressions, you but add to all the guilt that he has really earned. 14, the unhealed cannot pardon, for they are the witnesses that pardon is unfair. They would retain the consequences of the guilt they overlook. Yet no one can forgive a sin which he believes is real and what has consequences must be real because what it has done is there to see forgiveness is not pity which but seeks to pardon what it knows to be the truth good cannot be returned for evil for forgiveness does not first establish sin and then forgive it who can say in me my brother you have injured me and yet because i am the better of the two I pardon you my hurt. His pardon and your hurt cannot exist together. One denies the other and must make it false. Thank you, Fran. Uh, let's see, and Jennifer. Oh,
3: Jennifer, you might be on mute. Okay, I wasn't, and I I apologize for that, but I'll I'll continue forgiving you guys. Fourteen, the unhealed cannot pardon, for they are the witnesses that pardon is unfair. They would retain the consequences of the guilt they overlook, Yet no one can forgive a sin which he believes is real. And what has consequences must be real because what it is what it has done is there to see forgiveness is not pity which but seeks to pardon what it knows to be the truth good cannot be returned for evil but well, forgiveness does not first establish sin and then forgive it who could say and mean Quote, unquote, my brother, you have injured me, and yet because I am the better of the two, I pardon you my hurt, unquote. (laughs) His pardon and your hurt cannot exist together. One denies the other and must make it false. 15. To witness sin and yet forgive it is a, a paradox which reason cannot see for it maintains what has been been done to you deserves no pardon. And by giving it, you grant your brother mercy, but retain the proof he is not really innocent. The sick name accuses they cannot forgive their brothers and themselves as well, for no one in whom true forgiveness reigns can suffer. He holds not the proof of sin, before his brother's eyes, and thus he must have overlooked it and removed it from its own. Forgiveness cannot be for one and not the other. Who forgives is healed. And in his healing lies the proof that he is truly pardoned and retains no trace of condemnation that he still would hold against himself or any living thing.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. And Robin Marie.
4: 15. To witness sin and yet forgive it, is a paradox which reason cannot see. For it maintains what has been done to you deserves no pardon. And by giving it, you grant your brother mercy, but retain the proof he is not really innocent. The sick remain accusers. They cannot forgive their brothers and themselves as well. For no one in whom true forgiveness reigns can suffer. He holds not the proof of sin before his brother's eyes, and thus he must have overlooked it and removed it from his own. Forgiveness cannot be for one and not the other. Who forgives is healed, and in his healing lies the proof that he has truly pardoned and retains no traits of condemnation that he still would hold against himself or any living thing. 16. Forgiveness is not real unless it brings a healing to your brother and yourself. You must attest his sins had no effect on you to demonstrate they were not real. How else could he be guiltless? And how could his innocence be justified unless his sins have no effect to warrant guilt? Sins are beyond forgiveness just because they would entail effects which cannot be undone and overlooked entirely. In their undoing lies the proof that they were merely errors. Let yourself be healed that you may be forgiving, offering salvation to your brother and yourself. A broken body shows the mind has not been healed. A miracle of healing proves that separation is without effect. What you would prove to him, you will believe. The power of witness comes from your belief, and everything you say, or do, or think but testifies to what you teach to him.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie and Lana.
1: Okay, 16, forgiveness is not real unless it brings a healing to your brother and yourself. You must attest his sins had no effect on you to demonstrate they were not real. How else could he be guiltless and how could his innocence be justified unless his sins have no effect to warrant guilt. Sins are beyond forgiveness just because they would entail effects which cannot be undone and overlooked entirely. In their undoing lies the proof that they were merely errors. Let Let yourself be healed that you may be forgiving offering salvation to your brother and yourself. A a broken body shows the mind has not been healed. A miracle of healing proves that separation is without effect. What you would prove to him, you will believe. The power of witness comes from your belief. And everything you say or do or think but testifies to what you teach to him. Your body, uh, 17, your body can be means to teach that it has never suffered pain because of him. And in its healing can it offer him mute testimony of his innocence. It is this testimony which can speak with power greater than a thousand tongues. For here is his forgiveness proved to him. A miracle can offer nothing less to him than it has given unto you. So does your healing show your mind is healed and has forgiven what he did not do. And so, is he convinced his innocence was never lost and healed along with you?
0: Thank you, Lana. And Sandra.
2: 17. Your body can be means to teach that it has never suffered pain because of him. And in its healing, can it offer him mute testimony? Of his innocence it is this testimony which can speak with power greater than a thousand tongues for here is his forgiveness proved to him a miracle can offer nothing less to him than it has given unto you so does your healing show your mind is healed and has forgiven what he did not do And so is he convinced his innocence was never lost and healed along with you. 18. Thus does the miracle undo all things the world attests can never be undone. And hopelessness and death must disappear before the ancient clarion call of life. This call has power far beyond the weak and miserable cry of death and guilt. The ancient calling of the father to his son and of the son unto his own will yet be the last trumpet that the world will ever hear. Brother, there is no death. And this you learn when you but wish to show your brother that you had no hurt of him he thinks your blood is on his hands and so he stands condemned yet it is given you to show him by your healing that this that his guilt is but a fabric of a senseless
5: dream
0: thank you sandra and was a brand new reader for 18 and 19 i can read thanks,
5: Lloyd. Okay. Let's see if there's a better place to start. Let me start at 18. Okay. Thus does the mirror undo all things, the world attests, can never be undone, and hopelessness and death must disappear before the ancient clarion call of life. This call has power far beyond the weak and miserable cry of death and guilt. The ancient calling of the Father to his Son and of the Son unto his own will yet be the last trumpet that the world will ever hear. Brother, there is no death, and this you learn when you but wish to show your brother that you had no heard of him. He thinks your blood is on his hands, and so he stands condemned. Yet it is given you to show him by your healing that his guilt is but the fabric of a senseless dream. How just are miracles, for they bestow an equal gift of full deliverance from guilt upon your brother and yourself. Your healing saves him pain as well as you, and you are healed because you wished him well. This is the law the miracle obeys, that healing sees no specialness at all. It does not come from pity, but from love and love would prove all suffering is but a vain imagining a foolish wish a foolish wish with no effect your health is a result of your desire to see your brother with no blood upon his hands nor guilt upon his heart made heavy with the proof of sin and what you wish is given you to see
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. Uh, Would there be another new reader for 19 and 20?
6: Good morning, Laurie. It's Karen. I can do it. Oh, thanks, Karen. 19. How just are miracles, for they bestow an equal gift of full deliverance from guilt upon your brother and yourself. Your healing saved him pain as well as you and you are healed, because you wished him well. This is the law the miracle obeys, that healing sees no specialness at all. It does not come from pity, but from love. And love would prove all suffering is but a vain imagining, a foolish wish with no effects. Your health is the result of your desire To see your brother with no blood upon his hands, nor guilt upon his heart, made heavy with the proof of sin. And what you wish is given you to see. 20. The so-called cost of your serenity is his. This is the quote-unquote price the Holy Spirit and the world interpret differently. The world perceives it as a statement of the quote unquote fact that your salvation sacrifices his. The Holy Spirit knows your healing is the witness unto his and cannot be apart from his at all. As long as he consents to suffer, you will be unhealed. Yet you can show him. That his suffering is purposeless and wholly without cause. Show him your healing, and he will consent no more to suffer. For his innocence has been established in your sight and his, and laughter will replace your sighs, because God's Son remembered that he is God's Son. Oh boy thank you Karen
0: and was the brand of a new reader for 20 and 21 20 and 21 <laughs> okay back to your friend 20 the quote-unquote cost of your serenity is his this is the quote-unquote price The Holy Spirit and the world interpret differently. The world perceives it as a statement of the quote-unquote fact that your salvation sacrifice is His. The Holy Spirit knows your healing as the witness unto His and cannot be apart from His at all. As long as He consents to suffer, you will be unhealed. Yet you can show Him that His suffering is purposeless and wholly without cause show him your healing and he will consent no more to suffer for his innocence has been established in your sight and his and laughter will replace your sighs, because god's son remembered that he is god's son 21 who then fears healing only those to whom their brother's sacrifice and pain are seen to represent their own serenity their helplessness and meekness represents the grounds on which they justify his pain The constant sting of guilt he suffers serves to prove that he is slave, but they are free. The constant pain they suffer demonstrates that they are free because they hold him bound. And sickness is desired to prevent a shift of balance in the sacrifice. How could the Holy Spirit be deterred an instant, even less, to reason with an argument for sickness such as this? And need your healing be delayed? Because you pause to listen to insanity. Mm-hmm.
5: I think you.
3: I think you're on you're mute, Lori. And I'm just going to continue. 21. This is Jennifer. Who then fears healing? Only those to whom the brother's sacrifice and pain are seen to represent their own serenity. Their helplessness and weakness represent the ground on which they justify his pain. The constant sting of guilt he suffers serves to prove that he is slave but they are free. The constant pain they suffer demonstrates that they are free because they hold him bound. And sickness is desired to prevent a shift of balance in the sacrifice. How could the Holy Spirit be deterred an instant, even less, to reason with an argument for sickness such as this? And need your healing be delayed because you pause to listen to insanity? 22. Correction is not your function. It belongs to capital, one who knows of fairness, not of guilt. If you assume corrections will, you lose the function of forgiveness. No one can forgive until he learns correction is but to forgive and never to accuse. Alone, you cannot see they are the same, and therefore is correction not of you. Identity and function are the same. And by your function do you know yourself? And thus if you confuse your function with the function of another, you must be confused about yourself and who you are. What is the separation but a wish to take God's function from him and deny and deny that it is his? Yet if it is not capital his, it is yours. And so you must lose what you would take away past.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. And from Marie.
4: 22, correction is not your function. It belongs to Capital One, who knows of fairness, not of guilt. If you assume correction's role, you lose the function of forgiveness. No one can forgive until he learns correction is but to forgive and never to accuse. Alone, you cannot see they are the same and therefore is correction not of you. Identity and function are the same, and by your function do you know yourself. And thus, if you confuse your function with the function of capital A, another, you must be confused about yourself and who you are. What is a separation but a wish to take God's function from him? and deny that it is his. Yet, if it is not his, it is not yours, for you must lose what you would take away. 22. In a split mind, identity must seem to be divided, nor can anyone perceive a function unified, which has conflicting purposes and different ends. Correction to a mind so split must be a way to punish things you think are yours, in someone else, and thus does he become your victim, not your brother, different from you in that he is more guilty, thus in need of your correction as the one more innocent than he. This splits his function off from yours and gives you both a different role, and so you cannot be perceived as one and with a single function. That would mean a shared idea, identity, but with... Let me read that again. And so you cannot be perceived as one and with a single function. That would mean a shared identity with but one end.
2: Thank you, Robert Marie and Lana.
1: Okay, uh, 20 series. In a split mind, identity must seem to be divided. No one, I'm sorry, nor can anyone perceive a function unified which has conflicting purposes and different ends. Correction to a mind so split must be a way to punish sins you think are yours in someone else, and thus does he become your victim, not your brother, different from you in that he is more guilty, thus in need of your correction as the one more innocent than he. This splits his function off from yours and gives you both a different role. And so you cannot be perceived as one with a single function that would mean a shared identity with but one end. 24. Excuse me. Correction you would do must separate. Correction you would do must separate because that is the function given it by you. When you perceive correction is the same as pardon, then you also know the Holy Spirit's mind and yours are one. And so your own identity is found. And so your own identity is found. Yet must he work with what is given him, and you allow him only half your mind, and thus he represents the other half. And seems to have a different purpose from the one you cherish and you think is yours. Thus does your function seem divided with a half in upper opposition to a half. What's a half in opposition to a half? And these two halves appear to represent a split within a self perceived as two. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Thank you, Lana. Let's see. And Sandra.
2: 24. Correction you would do must separate because that is the function given it by you. When you perceive correction is the same as pardon, then you also know The Holy Spirit's mind and yours are one. And so your own identity is found. Yet must he work with what is given him. Those are capital H's. And you allow him, capital H, only half your mind. And thus he, capital H, represents the other half and seems to have a different purpose from the one you cherish and you think is yours. Thus does your function seem divided with a half in opposition to a half. And these two halves appear to represent a split within a self perceived as two. 25. Consider how this self-perception must extend and do not overlook the fact that every thought extends because that is its purpose, being what it really is. From an idea of self as two, there comes a necessary view of function split between the two. And what you would correct is only half the error, which you think is all of it. Your brother's sins become the central target for correction, lest your errors and his own be seen as one. Yours are mistakes, but his are sins and not the same as yours. His merit punishment, while yours, in fairness, should be overlooked. Thank you, Sandra Uh, and
0: Lemoyne.
5: Consider how this self-perception must extend and do not overlook the fact that every thought extends because that is its purpose, being what it really is. From an idea of self as two, there comes a necessary view of function split between the two. And what you would correct is only half the error, which you think is all of it. Your brother's sins become the central target for correction, lest your errors and his own be seen as one. Yours are mistakes, but his are sins and not the same as yours. His married punishment, while yours in fairness, should be overlooked. Excuse me. In this interpretation of correction, your own mistake you will not even see. The focus of correction has been placed outside yourself on one who cannot be a part of you while this perception lasts. What is condemned can never be returned to its accuser who hated it and hates it still. This is your brother, focus of your hate unworthy to be part of you and thus outside yourself, the other half which is denied. And only what is left without his presence is perceived as all of you. To this remaining half, the Holy Spirit must represent the other half until you recognize it is the other half. And this he does by giving both of you a function that is one, not different.
6: Thank you, Lloyd, And Karen twenty six. In this interpretation of correction, your own mistakes will not even you will not even see. The focus of correction has been placed outside yourself on one who cannot be a part of you. While this perception lasts, what is condemned can never be returned to its accuser who hated it and hates it still. This is your brother, focus of your hate, unworthy to be part of you, and thus outside yourself, the other half which is denied, and only what is left without his presence is perceived as all of you. To this remaining half, the Holy Spirit must represent the other half until you recognize it is the other half. And this he does by giving both of you a function that is one, not different. 27. Correcting is the the function given both but neither one alone. And when it is fulfilled as shared, it must correct mistakes in both of you. It cannot leave mistakes in one unhealed and set the other free. That is divided purpose, which cannot be shared. And so it cannot be the function which the Holy Spirit sees as his. And you can rest assured, that he will not fulfill a function he cannot understand and recognize as his. For only thus can he keep yours preserved intact, despite your separate views of what your function is. If he upheld divided function, you were lost indeed. His inability to see his goal divided and distinct for each of you preserves yourself from being made aware of any function other than its own, and thus is healing given both of you. Thank you, Karen. And let's see, would
0: there be a new reader for 28 and 29? No, I can't see my numbers, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 28 and 29. I thought it was twenty seven and twenty
1: eight. Yeah, twenty eight. you
0: Yeah. I have too many stars on my numbers. I can't <laughs> see them. <laughs> I think you're a star. Isn't twenty <laughs> six and twenty seven. Twenty seven is Twenty seven. Twenty
4: seven. The
0: one that begins with 20. correction is the first one. <laughs> correction. Right. Correction is the first. One. Well, anyway, is there a new reader for anyway? It? <laughs> Back to the point. <laughs> new reader for the paragraph that begins with correction is the function given both (laughs) all right Fran your privilege correction is the function given both but neither one alone and when it is fulfilled as shared it must correct mistakes in both of you it cannot leave mistakes in one unhealed and set the other free That is divided purpose which cannot be shared. And so it cannot be the function which the Holy Spirit sees as his. And you can rest assured that he will not fulfill a function he cannot understand and recognize as his. And only thus can he keep yours preserved intact, despite your separate views of what your function is. If he upheld divided function, you were lost indeed. His inability to see his goal divided and distinct, for each of you preserves yourself from being made aware of any function other than its own, and thus is healing given both of you. Correction must be left to one who knows correction and forgiveness are the same. With half a mind, this is not understood. Leave then correction to the mind that is united, functioning as one because it is not split in purpose and conceives a single function as its only one. Here is the function given it, conceived to be its own and not apart from that its giver keeps because it has been shared. In his acceptance of this function lies the means whereby your mind is unified. His single purpose unifies the halves of you, which you perceive as separate, and each forgives the other. That he may accept his other half as part of him. Thank you, Fran. And
3: Jennifer. 28. Correction must be left to one who knows correction and forgiveness are the same. With half a mind, this is not understood. Leave then correction to the capital M mind that is united, (laughs) functioning as one, because it is not split in purpose and conceives a single function as its only one. Here is the function given it, conceived to be its own and not apart from that capital its, giver keeps because it has been shared and in his acceptance of this function lies the means whereby your mind is unified his single purpose unifies the half of you which you perceive as separate and each forgives the other that he may accept his other half as part of him. Amen.
0: Oh, boy. Thank you, Jennifer. And thank you, everyone who read this morning, everyone who joined in and listened, everyone who dialed or will listen later (laughs) to this beautiful reading about forgiveness, which is why the hush of heaven holds my heart today. So, Fran, I'll turn it over to you once again with our gratitude to lead us in this reflection. I sure appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, everybody. We are still in the second part of the workbook. And the theme one is, what is the Holy Spirit? And today's lesson is Lesson 286. The Hush of Heaven Holds My Heart Today. So we shall read some from What is the Holy Spirit, and we'll go to our lesson and do our five-minute meditation. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. As he must bridge the gap between reality and dreams, perception leads to knowledge through the grace that God has given him, to be his gift to everyone who turns to him for truth. Across the bridge that he provides, our dreams all carried to the truth, to be dispelled before the light of knowledge. There are sights and sounds forever laid aside, and where they were perceived before, forgiveness has made possible perception's tranquil end. Accept your Father's gift. It is a call from love to love that it be but itself. The Holy Spirit is his gift by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. Would you refuse to take the function of completing God when all he wills is that you be complete? We'll do our lesson. Lesson 286. The hush of heaven holds my heart today. Father, How still today, how quietly do all things fall in place? This is the day that has been chosen as the time in which I come to understand the lesson that there is no need that I do anything. In you is every choice already made. In you has every conflict been resolved. In you is everything I hope to find already given me. Your peace is mine. My heart is quiet and my mind at rest. Your love is heaven and your love is mine. The stillness of today will give us hope that we have found the way and traveled far along it to a wholly certain goal. Today, we will not doubt the end which God himself has promised us. We trust in him and in our capital S self who still is one with him. Lesson 286. The hush of heaven holds my heart today. Five minutes. Lesson 286. The hush of heaven holds my heart today.
3: Amen. Amen. Thanks, friend.
1: Thank you, friend. Oh, thank you, friend. That was so lovely. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. It's such a beautiful lesson.
0: I love it when he tells us, I've come to understand the lesson that there was no need that I do anything. Wow. He's done everything for us. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Fran. I sure resonate with that. Thank you.
1: Good morning everyone, that was a beautiful love lesson, you know, just the words, the hush of heaven sings to me, and the reading today, you know, in, um, for me, all that explaining, all these paragraphs explaining about, um, you know, seeing my brother, you know, separate as myself as a sinner, (laughs) and, um, and all the, um, gymnastics, OF LANGUAGE THAT JESUS SEEMS TO HAVE TO GO THROUGH, AND ALL I HAVE TO DO um, IS GO BACK TO, I DON'T REMEMBER WHICH MIRACLE PRINCIPLE Mama, HONEY,
4: YOU'RE DISTORTED FOR MINDY.
1: I CAN'T HEAR YOU WELL. CAN I'm, YOU DO something? Uh, OKAY, THANKS. LET ME PULL BACK A LITTLE. OKAY, um, and, all, AND ALL THAT <clears throat> EXCUSE ME, EXPLAINING <clears throat> CAN BE summed up, SUMMED UP um, with that one miracle principle that miracles are shared between brothers um, he boils it down and, and I remember when I first do, started doing the course um, and I read through uh, the 50 or 50 whatever miracle principles and so many of them seemed like Greek to me you know I, in the beginning they don't make much sense but then after a while of practicing the course um, you'll stop back in and read over them again and and they all make perfect sense, you know, once uh, divine logic enters our mind um and we put aside egoic logic, but um this reading today also reminds me that I really have to remember um, that who I am is a is a shared identity, you know, and it brings. The golden rule into such bring such clarity to the golden rule you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you because in truth they are us we're all sharing in the one mind in Christ consciousness um, the Christ in all of us is one and once we get through all the body's eyes and those appearances and um, everything we judged about the body and, and confusing our bodies with the truth of who we are as a, as a shared identity, then everything makes sense. You know, of course I would do unto my brother as I would have him do unto me because it just makes no sense not to do it. You know, all I'm going to do is cause pain and suffering for both my brother and myself. So Divine logic tells me, yeah, be kind and compassionate towards a brother because that 's how you would like him to see you and uh see the innocence in your brother, so he may see the innocence in you, and we may experience the innocence of each other together um, you know it's it's like uh, always coming back to that shared identity that unity in Christ we won't find it in bodies you know and I'm not big on um, bashing bodies I love my body boy I give my body lots of love and tender care um because I want to do unto my body as I'd like my body to do unto me and as with the healing of my mind so that I can experience the truth about my body I mean my brother I want to do the same thing with my body to at least get it to a neutral status where I see that it's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's it's just, you know, it just is what it is until I bring meaning and specialness and beliefs that aren't true to it but perceive them as real. You know, so it's like this. I share it all. You know, I think somewhere in the course... Jesus says there is nothing that is not a part of you. So as as I treat the world and everyone in it as part of my holy mind where it resides, you know it's it's so much I can have a holy relationship with it, you know, it's and I don't even think so much about Oh, is the world real? Is this body real? I think more about or focus more on my relationship with the world, with my brothers, with this body, with everything that shows up in my awareness. I, you know, it's more helpful for me and contributes more to my peace of mind if I can just embrace it all in a loving unity. You know, I I believe anything touched by love becomes love or becomes a reflection of love's reality. And that's a much better experience as long as I seem to be within this world, within this body, walking around, you know, just like Jesus did. You know, he just walked around in his body. He didn't bash his humanity. He didn't believe in ego, so he, he had an egoless state of awareness, but um, he also had a humanity about him, and, and that's something that I can embrace with love, because it's, it's not only a holy thing to do, it's just logical logically (laughs) the best thing to do in order to have to experience a peaceful existence so anyhow forgive everybody I'm going to forgive myself probably a hundred times today so (laughs) I'm complete thank you that was great thank you
0: so much so simple thank you Lana
1: thank you
6: Thank you, Lana. Thank you for um, integrating the teaching so well that you can explain it.
3: Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lana, and everyone on this call. Um, and uh, when I say that, its um, I was saying to Lori uh, before our call started was, when one speaks, uh, they speak for all of us and our, um, all of our unique energies in relationships, knowingly, unknowingly with one another, um, brings about uh, truth and, and the holiness um, that we all share in the one mind. Um, I'm gonna speak for, the, for, for all of us. Um, my mind is connected to all of yours. But I will say in regards to this lesson, um, I noticed my separation from others um, all throughout the day or myself. And more and more, I experienced a, for, a real, a much deeper forgiveness of when I see that separation happening, and I, with grace, I, you know, not always with grace, but I, I have more and more a, um, I would have to say it's 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 a surrender. The correction, a full a full surrender, a complete surrender, then heals me and heals you, whether you're in front of me or on the other side of the planet. That judgment that I, I had of you, um, <clears throat> I also carried of myself, knowingly, unknowingly, but because I'm becoming conscious in my practice, my practice of meditation, writing, showing up on these calls, um, you know, exercising, brushing my teeth, um, All these things, you know, eating food uh, that helps me ground and feel in in my ability to feel my body, um, uh, I start to feel the truth in myself and others. So All these things, all these healing practices that I do every day now, uh, which started with a little bit of willingness to just do one thing, and I... uh, you know, white muffled it for a long time. Uh, Some days are easier than others. But I. what came to me was a complete surrender. And even if I'm not, so so there's a, a judgment comes up, if I can be willing to say, God, please take this judgment. I don't understand exactly why I'm judging my brother and my sister, but please take it from me now. And even if I'm still feeling the sting of the judgment, if I have to repeat that to myself 300 times today, then that's what it takes. And that will that will bring me at some point to a full correction for myself and for you and anybody that I've had that judgment towards. Thank you. I pass. I love you all.
2: Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer.
0: Thank you, oh, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank thank you, you Jennifer. Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Lana. I wonder where Rob is, if she's gonna share before she has to go to work. Thank you. Oh thank you, Judy.
3: Not sure, thank you, Judy. This is oh. Ida. Hi um, hi,. Ida. The hush of hi. boy. The hush of heaven holds my heart today. All that alliteration, right? Hush heaven and holds it is great, and the inside of the lesson is great, too. How it reminds me that um, I need do nothing, Uh, especially today, and that all decisions have already been made. I can rest in the awareness of heaven and timelessness for, even for just a moment today, we'll... Mm refresh me, and I already have, and it has refreshed me. Um, Thank you very much, everybody. I'm complete.
0: Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Ida. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank Um, you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Good to hear your voice.
0: Such a beautiful lesson today. Thank you, Fran. I so love this section. Um, Good morning. It's Jude. I want to thank everybody for your patience with me and your loving support in my rough patch I'm going through lately. I um, love this lesson, the hush, hush little baby, don't say a word, and how it calls me to Christ, Christ Christ-mindedness. Christ in me is very, very still, and it holds my heart in that tenderness and that gentleness, and it looks on everything with love, and I just wanted to start out by saying thank you, Lori, for that beautiful, roomy one, Um, which takes me to the text that, you know, I I had a, a much more powerful experience this year of reading the text or listening to you read the text for me. Thank you. And the part about correcting correcting others. I had um, um, a realization last night on a conference call because I have this tendency to share as a dialogue like, if someone shares something, I think of them as myself. I don't think of them as a separate person. So I continue with the dialogue. Like if they say they're thinking something and I'm questioning them, it's not that I'm questioning the other person. I'm questioning the way that thinking would be in me. So this has been explained to me as cross-talk. And um, that it can be threatening to others. And, you know, I've I've gone through this before, trying to understand this. And it came to me that I really, really have dropped looking at others as other than myself. And that Rumi poem really speaks to me, saying to me of that, that there is only one. There is no other. There simply is only one in my mind, in my heart, and I hold everyone as near and dear to me. And if I ever express anything to anybody that sounds like criticism or like being teachy-preachy or trying to correct you, just know that it's coming from this innocence in my heart that just sees you as myself and knows that I do it, too, and I'm questioning, 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 you know, this egoic kind of thinking and trying to be mindful of it in myself. So when I share, it's never from a a position of trying to to correct or, or teach somebody else because I don't think of anybody as being anybody else. And, um, you know, that corrections that might function. I so know that. I so know that I can't heal my own unhealed mind. That um, my insanity can't be fixed by my own insanity. That you can't fix a broken instrument with a broken instrument. And that's been very clear to me for 20 years. But um, in growing through listening and sharing open-heartedly and willing to learn. You know, I've really come to wanting to really be still and listen and learn that this goodness, this oneness, this wholeness is really speaking to me through others all the time. And it's in L- learning to listen past what I used to look at as um, the mistakes and the error in my thinking to what comes next, what little jewel, what little reflection of that diamond of the mirror in all of us. I love that in their roomy poem. <laughs> there were all this limitless facet of diamonds coming to the brightness of the light to know the brightness of the holiness of the light within us. So I'm just loving this call large lately, and my heart's filled with gratitude. And I really, really love you, and um, I'm super grateful. Thank you. I'm complete. was mm-hmm.
1: um, beautiful, Judy. Yeah, super grateful for you, Judy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judy.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm really grateful for your shares and I just, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I love what you just said. And what I what I find is that whatever I think I see in my brother, if I think my brother needs to be more compassionate or more quiet <laughs> or uh, less judgmental, they're a mirror of me. So whatever I think is lacking in my brother, that's where my correction takes place. That's where I need to make the correction. If I think that my brother's not being compassionate, I'm the one who needs to be more compassionate of my brother. If they're such a gift to me because they, they show me the parts of myself that don't believe who she really is you know that they show me the parts of myself if i if somehow i feel guilty it's like wait a minute that's the part of me that doesn't believe that it doesn't believe god's definition of me god sees me as innocent if i'm not seeing my brother or sister as innocent it's because i don't believe my own innocence so whatever i'm seeing in my brother and sister is is the gift of what i need to integrate into myself i need to be more compassionate i need to be to listen more and not jump in to try to fix i can so relate (laughs) to what you just said judy because i do the same thing and it's it's why do i want to fix because i love i don't you know i can see the error but it's not my job not my job to fix anything, because when I think I'm fixing, I'm playing God, because I don't know, I, you know, I don't know what needs to be fixed and what doesn't need to be fixed. I only know how to apply this to myself. So whatever I'm seeing in my brother is, is, is really what's going on in me. And I'm grateful to them for showing me what's going on in me. And, it's, and I, I don't know, for me, the first place I go with forgiveness is myself because I have to forgive myself for the way I'm perceiving my brother. And yet, it's a gift. Whatever I'm perceiving in my brother is what I need to correct in myself. I'm complete.
1: Oh, that's so true, Sandra.
0: Thank you. Yes, excellent, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. You reminded me of one thing I wanted to say was Um, As I see my brother, I see myself. And, you know, that the practice is to to see only through the eyes of vision for me that I don't see any error at all. That's the aim. That's the purpose, to restore my mind to complete the completion and wholeness of our holiness, our oneness, and not to see any errors or mistakes at all. That's the way Christ sees us, as perfect. He sees us as perfect spirit and um innocence itself as one whole complete thing. And so that I loved your share. Thank you.
3: Amen, Sandra. Mm-hmm.
5: There's a
0: saying in um, AA, if you're pointing fingers, you've got three pointing back at you. (laughs) And that was something I learned in 2002. (laughs) So this is really, um, it's daily practice because we're so entrenched in in, um, looking outside of ourselves and judging things as outside of us and not totally within our minds, you know, that it's it's um just a it's a it's a bad mental habit that's all it is, but we're not doing anything wrong. we're just learning to undo it. Thank you.
4: Thank you, Judy. Uh,
0: thank you, Judy.
3: Morning. This is Jen. Uh, just just me observing the irritation. Uh, whatever's um, doesn't whatever's feeling like a separated mind, like from the, the lesson. Uh, just being grounded uh, and then observing it is enough, and is the start to the just. And then me saying, "Okay, God, have it all." And then saying, just with a little willingness, have everything, this whole upset. Yeah, I don't want to give it all away because I want to see my brother guilty because I'm justified in this situation of irritation or whatever it is. Just admitting it <laughs> and then asking for help. I have to ask for help. And then, then the Holy Spirit can come in and give help me restore my mind to wholeness with him and 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 all of you thank you i'm complete thank you jennifer
1: thank you jennifer yes
0: thank you jennifer Just noticing in paragraph 20, and I've got it underlined in red with a heart next to it, the, quote, cost, unquote, of your serenity is his, that if I'm allowing something outside of me to affect me when it's all affect, and this is something we read about in the text yesterday, we're returning effect to cause, that our minds are one with our source, and in our constant changeless state, we are peace itself. So the cost of my serenity, by allowing anything in the world, including Judy and her body, upset my peace, the world's going to pay the price for it too. And this is what I call Jude being environmental pollution. <laughs> and this is what saves the world from Jude. You know, I mean, this is when Jude's salvation happens, you know, the world is saved from Jude. This is how I, I laughing, laughingly look upon it. But, um, and then in um, paragraph 23, where it says, in a split mind... Identity must seem to be divided. And this whole idea of division into the many, into the diversity is, you know, all effect of the split and separate mind. That's the projection. That's the great projection. Where there is one, now there is many. Now there are changes. Now there's interbeingness. Instead of one being, the one light... Like that beautiful Rumi poem that we share one light, one heart, one mind. And I think that lesson, meditation, contemplation, this morning, the hush of heaven, it, you know, and the stillness of my heart, where we truly can experience that, that place that's beyond words, beyond the mind, beyond the body, and... um you know, that to, to, to even think that correction in any of it needs to be made is to have a split mind. To see that anything is wrong with anything, that anything is out of place or anything should be changed or different or other than the way it is. That whole other than, there's only one, there is no two, It's there's not two, it's simply one. And the holiness, looking through that, that kind of Christ, you know, there's so many words in it, and, and describing something that's indescribable, so I'll go back to being still now. What a great reading, thank you. Correction must be left to the Capital One, Capital Who Knows. Correction and forgiveness are the same. With half a mind it's not understood. Leave correction to the capital mind that is united in one, functioning as one, one emotion, one purpose. Amen. I'm complete.
2: Thank you, Judy. Thanks, Jude. This is Sandra, and this Thank could you, be considered <laughs> Sometimes I think that change does need to be made, but it's not It's not because whatever is isn't perfect. It's because I'm not fully integrated and I need to set a boundary. Um, and I set that boundary not... It's for me, because I'm not fully integrated yet. I haven't reached um, <clears throat> the atonement yet. And so i don't need to allow somebody to beat me up either physically or emotionally because because i need to forgive 70 times 70. sometimes i need to just make a change but i don't have to make it in anger or resentment or rage i can make it in love 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 sorry love of myself and love of other because if other is hurting me either physically or emotionally it's hurting them too. So healthy boundaries is is sometimes making a change, but it's it's a change made out of love, incomplete. Hmm. Thank you, Sandra. Oh, thank,
1: thank you, you Sandra. Sandra. Thank you, Judy, too, for before. Thank you both.
0: thank you Sandra. Oh, good morning everyone oh, this is Lori and uh, I'm especially enamored this morning of paragraph 16 I think it says let yourself be healed let yourself be healed somebody somebody said once uh, when I was in the midst of of an ego confusion they made the, um, the simple observation that if I'm seeing ego I'm seeing with my ego but if I am seeing truth I'm seeing with my right mind or God is the light in which I see or God is the strength in which I trust or God is the love in which I forgive and all I do to say to my mind wait now wait now wait now wait now what what's going on with me I'm seeing ego I'm seeing it with my ego but I didn't feel like that I felt like I was trying to be helpful um, and that's where he cautions us today um, to be helpful is not to correct my brother um, be helpful is to ask for a miracle the miracle of forgiveness to light my mind that will restore my mind to peace forgiveness is for my mind he says I don't know how many times after that I had to go back and reread the definition of what is forgiveness I think I've said before, I tried to keep a journal of all the definitions of forgiveness because it seemed there were so many that I was uh, confused about. Until it finally dawned, uh, I think, I'm going to say finally because I hope that's true, Um, it finally dawned that forgiveness is something that's done for me in response to my willingness to release an error in my mind he he says that forgiveness is for the mind that offers it until it sees that it needs it no more forgiveness is for the mind that offers it until it sees itself as not needing it anymore that's why to let myself be healed in paragraph 16 i'm going to just read that paragraph again um to let it sink into my my heart and mind forgiveness is not real unless it brings a healing to your brother and yourself you must attest his sins had no effect on you and that's that's the first definition for definition of forgiveness recognizes that what your brother what you thought your brother did to you, what you thought your brother did to you, had no effect on you. You demonstrate they were not real. How else could he be guiltless? And how could his innocence be justified unless his sins had no effect to warrant guilt? If I believe in sin, if I make it real first, if I share my brother's variable definition of himself, if I say with you, you have a problem, all of that, all of that would make me feel these effects cannot be undone and overlooked entirely. In the, their undoing lies the proof that they were merely errors. So let yourself be healed, that you may be forgiving offering salvation to your brother and yourself I so many lessons say the same thing you know by grace I am released by grace I will release I give the miracles I have received if I let myself be healed and my mind is unified in itself I've accepted my true identity what is there left to forgive Because the self we share is shared by all our brothers. The mind we share, he says, is shared by all our brothers. And as we see them truly, they will be healed. There's nothing like it in the world. uh, Because it's not of the world. It's, um, you know, I, I remember so many times I thought I was injured, you know. Um, and and that's making sin real you know I will hold those offenses against my brother if I think I've been hurt but forgiveness recognizes what you thought my it's my thought my thought it's my thought what I thought my brother did to me has not occurred it may have it may have been part of the story for sure you know For sure, it seemed like my brother did something, but am I injured? Has my integrity been damaged? Have I changed myself? Has this changed me? Am I still the changeless mind? When I get into that space, I recognize what I thought my brother did to me has not occurred. Why? Because it's the gift of the Holy Spirit to heal my split mind. If I see with ego, if I'm seeing ego, I'm seeing with my ego. It's the split in my mind in so many lessons. You know, one of my favorite, favorite lessons for correction is this one, of course, but there's another one that I love just as much. It's Lesson 93, Light and Joy and Peace Abide in Me. Light and joy and peace abide in me. And then he goes on to say, here you are, this is you. Light and joy and peace abide in you, because God put them there. Here you are, this is you. If I get confused about myself, I'm going to be confused about everything and everybody. I'll see myself as separate. The first lesson about separation, he says in the Course of Love, is... The world does not keep you separate. You keep yourself separate from the world. I do that with my mind. That's why, oh my goodness, guilt and guiltlessness in chapter 14 is so marvelous. The circle of Atonement is without end. Stand with me as teachers of peace. Teach all your brothers. Call them to join with us. I didn't know what would make me happy. I really didn't. I thought a whole bunch of different things would make me happy. But what makes me happy is to realize that the mind we share is shared by all our brothers. And as we see them truly, they will be healed. That's the only thing in the world that makes me happy. Um, that's the definition of a miracle. That's why forgiveness and miracles are hand in glove to each other when I allow forgiveness to release my mind from this split this split in my mind that that defines good and bad hard and soft evil and heaven heaven and hell this all this split is in my mind and when I let my mind be healed it's exactly like he says in paragraph 16 then you may be forgiving. Forgiving, forgiveness, is something done for me. Well, you don't know how happy I was to hear that repeated. I I said it years ago, and, and there was disagreement about that. And I'm so relieved to know that this experience of forgiveness is something that is done for me in response to my willingness to let my errors go. That's... That's why atonement, let your mind be healed, is the correction. Atonement is the correction. When I accept atonement, Christ's atonement, it's already been done. Just like it says in today's lesson, all decisions have already been made. All choices are already made. The resurrection is already true. There is no ego. That was a belief in a split mind when I let myself be healed I will be forgiven because now I understand there is nothing to forgive but I forget I forget I call that hopping off my horse oh my God! here's an indignation <laughs> you know here's another indignation I'm offended that's hopping off my horse and forgetting who I am you know, God is, God is the love in which I forgive. His kingdom has no end. His will is mine. And when I recognize that, I recognize there is no sin. I let my mind be healed. Forgiveness is something I do for myself. I don't do it. I let it be done. It's done in response to my willingness to for, to let go of the idea that there's anything wrong here. And now I slip quietly into heaven, where where mind has always been one turning, burning diamond, one, one, one. Let yourself be healed until you look at love itself with its own ageless eyes. You know, Christ's vision is is that vision that sees the altar to God. In every heart and mind. And holy instants are a are result of letting truth be true. Forgiveness is the result of letting truth be true. Pretty soon we'll be up to lesson 301. That's one of my favorites. We wept because we did not understand. And that lesson begins Unless I judge, I cannot suffer pain. But this mind, this mind here, has judged against everything and everybody at one time or another. But every miracle is a release, is a release from my judgment that I held first against myself and then against my brother. Let yourself be healed that you may be forgiving how many times how many different ways how many different approaches does he take to this just one lesson forgiveness is a gift I give myself by allowing Holy Spirit to correct my mind I'll make that mistake he knows I will but have I changed anything in creation no Has anyone been hurt no the Holy Spirit guarantees guarantees sinlessness peace in heaven for this mind we share oh I'm so happy to get correction nowadays I used to oh my god I used to think that it was down to me to be perfect and if I was perfect, then my world was perfect. And uh, and what a, a misunderstanding. We all have it. Um, and the release is the same for all of us. Uh, let my mind be corrected. Let my mind be healed. Father, heal my mind, because I've been sick. <laughs> And, um, uh, I'm so happy to take another atonement bath whenever I forget and um uh, and recognize that the self we share is shared by all of us unless I judge, I cannot weep to give up judgment, you know what is just to become more honest. <laughs> it was never my job, so anyway, uh. I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share um, this release and, uh, and recognize that unforgiving thought is very, very busy turning over reality. And, you know, that's why some of these sentences seem so difficult, because to follow the ego logic is insane it's just insane oh I did this to myself oh how did I do it let me understand how I do it and I have you know that's all insanity if I let my mind be healed I'll be forgiving forgiveness walks with me wherever I go if I remember the truth and let my mind be healed and I think I'm pretty complete Thank you so much, Lori. I
2: that. was
1: great Thank to have you. you. Thank you. Yes, it sure was. You know, this is Lana. Just, uh, I just learned briefly because I need to go. But um, one time, Jesus, I asked. <laughs> Jesus told me one time that the kindest thing I can do for a brother is to heal my mind. And you know, it. it I mean, it's not earth shattering or anything, but. You know, when I look at that idea, that is the kindest thing I can do for my brother. Because with a healed mind, I'll see the truth of him. You know, I'll see the Christ in him. I won't be judging him or myself, you know. Um, It's just a peaceful place to go. It's the kindest thing I can do for the world or for this body. The one, you know, the one thing I can always choose to do. Um, is to ask for my mind to be healed, to choose forgiveness and return to sanity. (laughs) So anyhow, I love you guys. Have a beautiful day, and um, I guess I'll see you all on Monday. Love you. Thank you for listening.
0: Love you you too, Lana. Thank you so much for sharing
1: with us. Oh, I love it. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, Linda. Good
6: morning, Bye-bye. Karen. I would love to. Uh,
5: oh, hi, Karen.
6: Just um, share a few things. Uh, I am so beat up. I have been so beat up by attacks, physical, constant attacks, you know, and I've really been trying to implement the course. I mean, I love my sister so much. She's been my best friend most of my life but for some reason she is hating me and attacking me and it's just been so relentless with these text messages for weeks now and I'm starting to really feel so emotionally hurt I mean it's hurt like I can't cry but I feel nauseous and I can't um my heart feels like it, it's so painful and it's really hard to disidentify with the physical body, even though it's not my physical body, it's my energy body that I'm feeling, but it feels like my heart has closed just because I just can't keep taking all these hits. And, you know, of course you guys don't need to know the stories and don't care about the stories and, you know, but my mother isn't, rehab with the pneumonia and this big wound and all of this could have been avoided if my sister would have gone along with the idea that my mother moved to california last march but where we are right now it's just so bizarre to me it's like it's like a lack of communication that i just can't even i can't even fathom it i can't even fathom where we are and i try to Try to tell my my other sister and brother not to not to attack her, and not to go into it, not to keep re- revisiting all of the drama that led up and all of that. But that just to pray for her and send her love, and and then she hits me again, and then she hits me again, and I'm feeling so sick because to implement the course it's just not working it's just not working for me and on the most mundane of levels you know i know that if someone on the call is talking then the god in them is the god in me so in a sense i am talking right i am sharing because we are one but still it feels really wrong that you know some people just talk and talk and talk and talk And there's no consideration for other people who want to talk. And maybe it's only me. I'm the only one with this problem. But I see the spiritual, you know, psychobabble turnaround. Well, that person is me. And if Holy Spirit wanted me to talk, that person would shut up. But it just feels like Sandra was saying, you know, sometimes you need a boundary. You can't go along in life and just not, not defend yourself at all I mean and it's okay because you still love the person you still honor them as part of a child of God there's no question that this person is Holy Spirit incarnate but that doesn't mean they can't be a little more considerate I don't know I'm feeling so so disappointed that I'm not getting the course I mean just in the last chapter or two It feels like because of all the stuff going on in my family, it's just not, it's not leaving me out. I got up in the middle of the night, I tried to meditate and I tried to, you know, my holiness is shining and all I could think of is, am I doing something wrong? You know, does the Holy Spirit want me to do something different? Maybe try to go down and engage with these people on my mother's behalf, I just, you know, and going down and getting in the middle of it doesn't seem like the right answer for me at all on any level. But um I couldn't get out of it last night in the middle of the night. And it, it's making me feel guilty. And I know that's my ego. And it's making me feel separate from you because you're all in the Holy Spirit, happiness and joy. Anyway, I'm grateful for being allowed to get that off my chest. And I am really, really struggling. And I'm not giving up whether I, you know, take a break from the call or not. I'm not giving up. Because compared to where I was a year ago, I have so much more love for my brother. I may have not made the ultimate leap, but I feel so much growth has occurred and so much more Compassion and unity has dawned in my heart-mind, but I'm still struggling right now, today. I just can't believe what's going on with my family. It's the microcosm of what's going on in Israel. It's just insanity, pure chaos. And and it's just taking such a toll, and it's really, really hard not to be self-identified with this energy body that feels like it's being attacked even though that's no more me than my physical body. It's just, you know, that's a pretty high interpretation of life, you know. I'm, a, I'm just not there yet. I'm done. Thank you for letting me share. I'd love to hear if Lemoyne has comments on the text today. I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Karen. And thank you for asking, Lloyd.
7: Thank you, Karen. When we switch to the after call, I had um, a brilliant thought for you and a couple of things going on in my life that have to do with you and what you're going through, and maybe it would be helpful if you stay on. But I don't want to share anything without your permission. I want to wait until the after call so um, I hear you
6: thank you, I Mindy. hear you' That's sister. very loving of you, but i'm on um, yeah. i'm gonna okay. have to go i'm gonna have to go thank you okay Lemoyne, come ahead
0: if you will
5: well. I this is interesting because I feel like maybe I'm just hung up on semantics or something that came out of the editing and uh But in, it it comes from what you brought out, all right, sixteen it, it is you know the the lesson for today has as a central point this thing that we need do nothing that you know the separation. Has created and seems reinforced by all the doings in the world. And, uh, now the first step in undoing any kind of wrongdoing is just stop doing it. Right? So, um, and, uh, You know behavior can be an expression of what what is within, and in some sense it always is, but if it's confusion that's what's within, then I have confusion born of a, a mind that believes itself separate from one the one mind, the one ground of being. That, you know, one thing I came across this morning is, uh maybe, I'll, maybe I should just get to it in order. Okay. Um, it says in 16, let yourself be healed. Let yourself be healed. That you may be forgiving. And offering salvation to your brother and yourself. And it says the miracle of healing proves that separation is without effect. And here's where I seem to go sideways, because I saw that phrase, a miracle of healing. And I knew that tech very early on, it's in chapter two, it's in a real, uh, what I see as an important fundamental section. Um, healing is released from fear. Where it says the emphasis will now be on healing. The miracle is the mean, the atonement is the principle From source, I add from source, healing is the result. Those who speak of, quote, a miracle of healing, unquote, are combining two orders of reality inappropriately. Healing is not a miracle. The atonement, or the final miracle, is a remedy, while any type of healing is a result. The kind of error to which atonement is applied is irrelevant. Essentially, all healing is the release from fear. So, to undertake healing, you cannot be fearful yourself. And he goes to speak about level confusion. And he says, we have constantly referred to miracles as the means of correcting level confusion. And all mistakes must be corrected at the level on which they occur. Only the mind is capable of error. The body can act erroneously, but this is only because it is responding to missed thought. The body cannot create in the belief that it can—a fundamental error—produces all physical symptoms, and the whole distortion which created this magical thinking rests on the belief there is a creative ability in matter which the mind cannot control. This error can take two forms. It can be believed that the mind can miscreate in the body or that the body can miscreate in the mind. If it is understood that the mind, which is the only level of creation, cannot create beyond itself, neither type of confusion need occur. The reason only... The mind can create is more obvious than may be immediately apparent. The soul has been created. The body is a learning device for the mind. Learning devices are not lessons in themselves. Their purpose is merely to facilitate the thinking of the learner, The most that a faulty use of a learning device can do is to fail to facilitate learning. That's like the worst that it gets. It's not learning. The most that a faulty use of a learning device can do is to fail to facilitate learning. It has no power in itself to introduce actual learning errors. And yeah, and it goes on to one of my favorite paragraphs, which I'll, I'll just I'll just read one sentence to start here. The body is merely a fact in human experience. However, it's almost impossible to deny its existence those who do so are engaging in a particularly unworthy form of denial. The term unworthy here implies simply that it is not necessary to protect the mind by denying the unmindful. There is little doubt that the mind can miscreate. If one denies the unfortunate aspect of of the mind's power, one is also denying the power itself. And that that denies the power <laughs> to, you know, um, accept our function and perform the one task, which is to accept, again, to let ourselves be healed, to accept the atonement for ourselves. <clears throat> and I think that is the, this is, you know, where why it comes to this section, which is that the proper place for correction is not as the not as source for judgment, but is only within to uh, to be still and know what, you know, as Judy said, can't be really be expressed in words, but this thing that the acceptance simple statements like all is one and and they don't seem to make sense in language the way the world uses it. But that, that truth is known only in stillness and it it, <laughs> it, it may it's difficult, but not impossible to express. And that uh, has moved towards the move towards the peace in any situation must begin with uh, an acceptance of the atonement, with the allowance of peace. With letting ourselves be healed, as as long as the focus is on the conflict and the split mind, and we end up doing things like referring to ourselves in the third person, talking about ourselves, which is just more evidence of the split, and it doesn't, it's not convincing of anything. That's what the basic issue is, that we have to let ourselves be healed. I'm going to stop here with a quoting of (laughs) a yes lyric here. We don't even need to try. We are one. And I'm complete. Thank you, LeMoyne.
2: Thank you, I
0: to try? That was beautiful. I loved really what you pointed. Was.
6: Thank you, LeMoyne, and thank you for going through the text. Thank you for drawing out the text. Thank you.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne, for, um, you know, helping me with cl- having clarity in and around the idea of the body just being a projection of the mind, and the difference in the levels between us thinking it's physical, and, and but it's really actually just in the mind, and that we've given it, invested it with this 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 sense of reality that um, so much so that we we we've, we've created the level for ourselves and our own minds that. I think um, the Course speaks to that, that there are no levels um, and no, no differences or distinctions, but we think there is, that we're, we're purely mind and, and purely spirit is the truth of who we are. And this is no, it, it's simply a projection of an experience in the mind. It's, it's a hard thing has been a hard thing for me to fathom and contemplate and consider how that, how that actually works in the experience of myself in the world. And my experience of myself as a, a soul united in a state of grace, and, um, I love the way you said that, Laurie, taking an atonement bath, because <laughs> I like to say I'm swimming in a sea of, of grace, but, um. Being in the awareness of the totality is how I describe that experience just keeping my mind and my heart open without any judgment on anything just letting everything be one it's 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 all God and there's um, nothing to reject or you know that we continue to resist and want it to change is, is um You know the the daily, the daily practice. You know, I I was thinking about the the con the constant. You know, feeling that I need to be doing something, and things need to be done. We need to wash clothes, and you know, go shopping, and we need to eat and take showers, and the need the need, I think, the way the course describes needs and wants um, and that we've been given everything, so we really don't have any needs or wants at, at at the absolute level. This came to me in contemplation this morning that you know the where does the ego start butting in and saying this needs to be different, and where it, is this the source of the discontent in me coming from when, when I become restless and needy and wanting things to be different versus just being happy, joyous, and content, content being peaceful. So, you know, I got I got the heebie-jeebies going on a lot lately, and I'm just trying to look at it. And um, this looking at the body is, is not an at all but just to see it as what it is just a projection um of my own mind i'm the one doing it (laughs) fun very fun thank you Lemoyne.
2: thanks jude
7: you know one thing you said about that i'll be brief is it's a poor form it's not a helpful form to deny the body And, you know, when it is the present and calling for something, it's not a good form of denial to deny the body and its needs. Um, Recognizing that at this moment in time where I'm at in my level of awakeness and being the truth that I have a friggin' headache because I slept along and my neck is out and I'm having a hard time with getting the hush of, you know, heaven is in my heart today because the minute I try to do that, in my heart. Oh, my head is aching. Damn it. So the hush of heaven is in my heart. When I, I think about being at peace, I go, well, this is great. This is going to help teach me how to, to reach for peace even when I'm in pain. And I think it would be a good idea to go take care of the pain and the way I know that it can work and trust that um, that's where I'm supposed to be today, establishing a habit that I want to establish anyway, and I'm being forced to do it at the time that I want to, if I want to have well-being. I wouldn't normally push myself about the door, but the pain is such that I'm going to. So I'm going to pay attention to my body, and I'm not going to think I'm um, not awake, you know, because I'm having a hard time with a lesson and a hard time being in a body. And so the denial of the body is a particularly challenging thing. I know sometimes I think I'm not spiritual if I'm having... Um, pain either in my body or pain in my emotional self and for me to think that I shouldn't set boundaries on things um you know I have to go into action on things that are bothering me I I can't just sit up in in a yoga position and deny that I've got an urgent matter to keep my little truth on I gotta take action and if something or someone is bothering me I need to set a boundary Period. It's not unspiritual for me to protect myself from somebody's ego. Um, and they're, only, they're hurting themselves, too. When I take care of me as an individual, I help them. Um, just briefly, I have a girlfriend struggling with money. Her boyfriend, true to form, stopped giving her money. And her legible is about to be turned off, and she works for me. And a couple times I've her work, even though I didn't really need it or wanted it at that time, so she could earn money for her urgent matters. But God bless her. She's a mirror of me with all of these messes. And I said, no, I'm tired. I'm here with my kitty. I just need to relax right now. I'm so sorry. And you know what? Because I stood up for myself. She had someone who owed her money and wouldn't pay her she was able to remember that there's state aid, and not only did she not have to work for four hours to get the rest of the money and pay the rest of the money out of her pocket, but when there was no other option for someone to save her, she remembered, oh, I can get state aid. And so now her bill is paid, and she has money left over for groceries, and if I had said yes, the poor girl would have had to work for three or four hours to earn the money, I wouldn't have been happy, Her highest good wouldn't have happened. So I need to remember on this physical plane dealing with other people um, and we're trying to work together to meet our needs on the human level that I have to, to do unto others as I would do unto myself and also do unto myself as I would do unto others. So by my acknowledging what really was what my heart needed and following my heart, which I consider the voice of the Holy Spirit, her good came to her, too. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly why I said that. I'm hoping Karen's on the line. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's good when I can overcome the body with the spiritual understanding that I have. And when I can't, it's no reflection on on my ability to, to be healed or enlightened. Mm-hmm. I chose to be in this, Experience And so evidently, I need to be in the experience in a different way, you know, in, a, in, a, in a, ch- a different way that affirms the body and affirms the individuality. And that's okay because I'm learning through that too. So I'm not going to sit on a mountaintop and try to be holy and understand all these concepts. When when my heart and my body and my soul and my mind are saying, i got to do something, that's where my good lies and that's where my learning lies. As I'm moving through my life, doing the things I think I quote unquote have to do, that is what allows me to learn. Sometimes better than meditating. I'm complete. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Mindy. Well, thank you, Mindy. Uh, Lori, I just want to say something. You. Um, said that was very, very powerful for me today, was that I'm either seeing um, through my ego and seeing through a split mind others as others, or I'm seeing um, through the eyes of Christ and vision and seeing everything as one. And that's where my peace lies. That's where my peace cannot be disturbed. For me and my experience and the practice and the idea of the means and the end of being one and the same... Um, you know, that the means are given us to maintain our peace, to maintain our joy, to maintain our happiness as a constant changeless state, no matter what's going on around us in the hurricane of the world, that we can be the eye of the Spirit and hold and stand in our oneness where our peace and happiness and joy lie. Thank you so much, Lori. Um, And Cindy? Cindy? late with what you're talking about to believe me <laughs> I'm completely mm, thanks Judy um, well I've heard so many beautiful things this morning about the hush of heaven holds my heart today and uh, I'm reminded I'm, I'm reminded in every effort that I think I'm making, that trust would solve all problems now. Uh, That the more trust I bring to a situation, uh, the more I create the expectation for something beautiful to happen, something wonderful. And, um, (laughs) and, And this whole affair, as you say, Mindy, Uh, I'm here because I chose it and for some reason um, everything here is offering me everything I need in order that my soul might make itself manifest and so in light of that um, infinite patience brings immediate effect there's no amount of beating myself up that's going to solve any problem or beating anyone else up, but trust Trust solves all problems. And that's why the lesson, The Hush of Heaven Holds My Heart Today, is so precious. And so, to end the recording, I was directed to this little thought from Moji. You, as ego, cannot really care for yourself. A power has already announced itself I am here inside. Trust. A change has come over you. And you can no longer be the old self. Don't make any conclusions at all. Just be aware of this silent inner presence and completely surrender in it. You need not be concerned anymore about what shape life takes. Leave it all. To the power and presence of God, hush of heaven holds my heart today. Amen and golly, Roger, oh, you guys sure fill it out, and I'm so grateful, so thank you, everyone. I'll end the recording, but um as usual, we stay on and.